My father went to prison for her murder. Then an accident made me the impossible. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, I use my speed to fight crime and find others like me. And one day, I'll find who killed my mother and get justice for my father. I am the Flash. Hello, my friend. Hey, dude. You hear me good? Yeah, John, I hear you really well. Just your voice sounds different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully it records well, because with Anchor, you never know. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the B-Team podcast. I am Josh, not John, and I am joined today by Boris. It's been a while, man. Yeah, it's been a while, man. Good. Uh, I, I'm, I've been actually looking forward to this for a while, actually. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna have some good time talking uh, shit, talking good stuff, talking uh, you know sad stuff, and everything in between. Basically, uh, the Flash was a big show. Hell yeah! So uh, yeah, we are here to do our big CW Arrowverse Flash retrospective. Uh, we're going to talk maybe a little bit about just, you know, Flash started as a spinoff from Arrow. And then, of course, there are a bunch of crossovers. Some of them are really good. Some of them not so much. Um, we're not going to cover the whole of the Arrowverse. We're not going to cover Arrow as a show. If people are interested, we might do that down the line. But, Dude, that, that would take us a, a long, long time. Yeah, we'll, we'll plan for that. So, I mean, and like I said, I'm, I'm on technically my lunch break. If it goes over an hour, it goes over an hour. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's fine. Um, and also, you know, we used to do like weekly review shows. It was me and John mostly. Uh, we've done a couple like season recaps. So basically we're going to pick up, we left off, I believe with the end of season six into season seven, cause it was the, uh, mirror mistress. And then of course we, we did cover, um, the end of arrow briefly, but that was it. So we'll just breeze through seasons eight. And then of course, season nine, which was the shorter season. Um, so let's, let's start with that. What did you think of season nine, which was split into two arcs? And I guess we can cover it here. Uh, the eventual final showrunner of the flash, Mr. Eric Wallace, who most fans are not, you know, big fans of his, especially in terms of this show. He got the brilliant idea to start doing things as what he called graphic novels. And that's why, especially anything post season five, he started in season six, was usually like a four or five episode arc, then a bunch of filler episodes, and then another four or five episode arc. So season nine was what he called the Rogue War, which was, of course, about the uh, adaptation of the Red Death. And then it ended with Brave New World which was their take on my favorite Flash storyline, Chain Lightning featuring Cobalt Blue. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I actually didn't have... Uh, honestly, I didn't even... Uh, I mean, I noticed the pattern, but I didn't really, you know... Uh, I didn't really have a problem with it. Uh, but the stories that they chose to tell, I had a problem with that for the last... Uh, basically, ever since season five, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's when uh, the flash went downhill. Uh, not uh, yeah, down the drain basically. But and uh, yeah, just the endless, endless uh, spinning twist of uh, will they, won't they? Let's try doing this for a while, and if it doesn't work out, we'll just change it into something else that we're gonna 
basically experiment with and it will not be a sure thing and we're gonna you know do a couple of seasons of that and then from that point on we're gonna see what's gonna happen and then uh, david zaslav had this big idea to buy uh, you know warner brothers and cw and then that's basically yeah we're gonna cancel you and uh yeah and we got season nine um so you brought up a, a couple good points there that we're, we're going to go into because throughout the life of the show, um, and especially with Arrow, there were things that were basically sacrificed from the TV world uh, because they couldn't do them as per contract with Warner Brothers. Um, the biggest thing going all the way back to Smallville was they were never allowed to have Batman. And then obviously that changed when they brought in Batwoman and they, they had. Yeah, but they did a lot of yeah, they did, but you know, uh, I mean, just to uh, talk about Arrow for a few seconds, you know, mm-hmm. they did when they decided to do a bunch of Batman stories with Arrow. I didn't have a huge problem with that because they really did them well, you know, especially first few seasons. Of oh no, Arrow. no, I agree with you. What I'm saying but, is, uh, in Arrow, they but yeah, but yeah, yeah, for sure, squad. man. The lack of yeah, the I mean, Batman is your uh, you know your flagship character. Everybody knows Batman, so yeah, without Batman, I mean, yeah. For sure, it makes things a little harder, a little. But main, my main issue with CW in general, and I think uh, you're gonna, everybody who listens to this is gonna agree, is there they have a they, they up they they focus too much on the soap opera of the things, you know. I mean, if they did it like they did, like Game of Thrones was done, or any good show that was written over the last. 20 years basically ever since uh lost basically any good show that that was out you know it was not a fucking soap opera you know that that was the main issue with flash with darrow with with uh batwoman with uh with uh super uh, with supergirl actually not so not as much but uh yeah um that, that was my main problem with it. Even rewatching Smallville as much as I, few few years back, uh, several years back actually, but uh, as mm-hmm. much as I loved Smallville, like there was too many things that were too soapy about it. And it just, I don't know, man, it just doesn't fly with me, you know? No, I completely agree. What I was saying with, with Arrow, I actually didn't mind it being basically Batman light because again, yep. they couldn't use Batman. What I was saying, though, they had, you know, like a lot of like Batman villains in the yeah, earlier seasons yeah. of Arrow. And then they even did the Suicide Squad. And I thought their Suicide yep. Squad was great. But then oh, they like sure. all of a sudden killed off all those characters because the Suicide Squad movie was coming out. And they're like, oh, you can't use them anymore. So unfortunately, over the years, stuff like that did happen. Uh, once they opened up to like real crossovers, it got really good. So dude, those I lived for those fucking crossovers, you know? Oh, actually, I, I mean, like, the, dude, the earlier I waited ones for were the... so good. Actually, I, I don't think I disliked any of them. It just, uh, it just that they, I, I don't know, man. It just, you know, at one point it was, uh, you know, which, uh, epi- which show am I watching next, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, that was that was my main point. Because at one point, I, and I think it was during the uh, Earth X or whatever the Nazi crossover yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, I think I I started with second episode, and I was like, oh, okay, this is not that. This is something like this goes second. So I was like, man, you, they could have made this a lot clearer or something, you know? Yeah, it's kind of weird that they released them like that, and like that. At least in the states, they didn't put those out as a collection. Like, if you want to rewatch those, I mean, right now they're all on Netflix. All the Arrowverse shows, 
but you got to go like show to show to show to get it in order. It's weird. Yeah, that, that, that's unfortunate, you know, because those fucking crossovers, man, I love them. You know, I I was like, finally, they're doing something, you know, like they're, they're like all the comic books we ever, you know, read uh, every comic book we ever read and uh, all the uh, little TV shows, uh, you know, the animated series that we saw, you know, like the Justice League and uh Justice League Unlimited or whatever it was called, the other one. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, like finally we get that in live action, you know? Oh, absolutely. So I think one of the biggest things that worked against The Flash, especially as time went on, you know, you mentioned things like Game of Thrones. Basically, Arrow through season two was like, at the time, peak superhero live action television. I know, would argue up some of the season- movies. Yeah, I would argue season three, not so much as four because I can't remember it, but definitely season three was really top notch, actually. Well, I think season three was uh, one where a lot of people lost favor with it. I just rewatched it. I mean, I like it. Um, season four was where they bring in magic and Damien Dark and all that. Ah, but, right. That was that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and then so around that time, you get Netflix's Daredevil, which, of course, everybody loved. Of course, um, but, yeah. Even, you know, things like Game of Thrones. I mean, we moved in real world from a 21, 23, 26 episode format to like 10 episodes, mostly all of them available at once on streaming. And the CW never really adapted to that. Yeah, as the shows eventually ended, they did like shorter seasons. But for the most part, they just kept dragging them out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean th- that was their problem, you know, because they uh, they uh, they uh, focused too much on the uh, soap opera of the things and uh, the relationship between the characters instead of you know giving them wider stories. Maybe even getting some. I am, you know, when why went, you know. I mean, I was like, you can't. When Cisco, when it was just the show went downhill, basically down the drain pretty quickly. And, you know, and then uh, they they kind of spin it off into uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which was great for the first two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. And then that went down the down the drain, like down the toilet for sure, because that show was shit last three or four seasons of it. And, and, and they just, you know, drag things out that they shouldn't. And I'm like, are you, are you even like who's quality controlling this? You know, I mean, who, who's writing this? Because a lot of this. A lot of this shit, it makes no sense. It's just a filler, and everybody would be better off if it was ju- if it was just one story that had like ten to maybe fifteen episodes, and you know the story was more coherent. Uh, loose ends were you know tied off, or you know they left a few things open ended just in case because it is the Flash, and anything can happen if you if he runs too fast. And uh, yeah, we even got one episode of the like the Flashpoint, we, or two episodes of Flashpoint. No, it's only one. And oh yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, and I was like, man, they could. I mean, the the character is eighty years old, and so many stories they can tell. And I'm like, and they're focusing on uh, will uh, on uh, these two characters that, especially over the last two or three seasons, with uh, what's his face and what's her face, uh, the uh, oh, Chester computer- and Allegra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like they're. Wrong. I mean, they're Ross and uh, and uh, and uh, what's her face? Rachel. Uh, yeah, Rachel. Will yeah. they? Won't they? Kind of. Uh, and uh, if she wants to be a superhero with a mask on or a mask off, I'm like, you're way too fucking old for that kind of thinking. You know? I mean, what? You're not a little child. Like you're a grown 
woman. I mean, oh, you just I want to do if, if they were next to me, I would have be slapped them both of them. Okay. I, I mean, you're not alone. That every Flash fan across the board, the number one thing that they don't like was Chester and Allegra. And I, there was one episode that focused on Allegra. It's the lowest yep. rated episode of the whole series. Yeah, because, you know, I didn't have problem with them as characters. But, uh, like, uh, being there, you know, existing in the flareovers and just being there and doing their thing. But uh, the way they went, the writers went about it was just uh, because, you know, Chester... He was born out of a black hole or something. He was supposed to have these superpowers or something that they could have been explored. And I'm okay with them not exploring it uh, until the last, uh, until the finale, basically. I'm fine with them. Fine with that. But, uh, you know, they could have at least made Allegra a better character in that respect because they kind of decided to explore her superpowers, but not really because. And why does everybody want to be a reporter of all things? Like, what the fuck is. What what the, what the fuck is up with that? Like nobody wants to be a reporter. Nobody, you know. Everybody wants to be a blogger or, or an influencer or mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they could have gone so many different ways with this thing. And you know, uh, Iris wants to be a reporter. She want to win a Pulitzer Prize. I'm like, dude. I mean, that is so 1935. I mean. Th- no, I agree. I mean, to be fair, in the comics, Iris always was a reporter, but then they did kind of change it with the show. And then, no, no, for sure, for sure. But I'm talking just in general. I, no, I, I know. Mean, yeah. I know. But uh, they could have, and uh, the whole thing uh, you mentioned, the mirror, whatever season was that? That was like the shittiest season ever, man. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. That, 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 uh, dude. It would have been better off had they, and I get it, why they didn't decide to kill off Iris because she's important to, you know, to Barry and whatnot. And uh, Candy's pet and had his contract and she's pretty and, you know, guys are tuning in just to watch her. And I'm fine with that. But it would have been better had they killed somebody off and uh, maybe decided to go a different point. And then in the end, when they decided to kill off Frost, dude, that that, that was a fucking shit. That I mean, whole frost thing throughout is just awful. But uh, all right, so I'm gonna take us all the way back. Uh, I'm not gonna mention the comics except for when just to make a direct reference because I could go on and on. Um, Barry sure. Allen is my second favorite DC comic superhero of all time. Showed up in Showcase number four in 1956. Robert Kaniger, Carmine Infantino. Uh, you will hear reference to like Infantino Street a lot throughout Arrow and Flash. Um, yeah, he was the Flash until the big crisis on Infinite Earths, 1985. After that, Wally West took over and was the pretty much the only Flash until 2006, 2007. They finally brought Barry back. Uh, and then with the end of Blackest Night, they went into Flashpoint, which then started the New 52. So the show had actually started while the New 52 was already going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember, you know, one of the things I was most excited about, obviously, the CW Barry Allen showed up in season two of the Arrow episode called The Scientist. It was a two parter where mm-hmm. Oliver basically ends up revealing his identity because he gets shot. And Barry has to keep him alive. Um, and then they set it up. They had been setting it up in Arrow that like they were going to turn on the particle cell accelerator in Central City. Uh, they had brought in a couple different characters. And then they ended that episode with Barry getting struck by lightning. And then they referred to him being in a coma. And then the Flash started the following year. Um, 
you know, right from the very first episode, anyone who was just a little bit aware of the Flash, or especially had read like Flash Rebirth, which was its own uh, miniseries that brought back Barry, and then definitely Flashpoint, they kind of knew what to expect because you have the little kid Barry seeing the fight between the future version of himself and the reverse Flash. And what I liked about that was they had set it up so the Flash that we saw in that fight was basically the one from the comics, you know, from a timeline that no longer mm -hmm. exists. And I like that they had kept that open. They have kept that open basically in the comics as much as they can. With season nine, we now know that it was this Barry, which doesn't make any sense, really doesn't agree with things said throughout the series, like Thawne knowing his original children, but whatever. Um, but yeah, the first season was just so good. It was it was a new take on The Flash. He was younger. You know, he was everything on the CW. Everybody had to have a team, but this team really worked. And, oh, for sure, man. You know, for sure. Pretty much right away that Tom Cavanaugh, who with Jesse L. Martin as Joe, they remained the best throughout the whole series. Um, they knew that he was going to end up being the reverse Flash. You know, it was a question of, is it going to be Rick Cosnett's Eddie Thawne, or is it going to be Kavanaugh? Sure enough, we end up finding out it's him. Um, and what I still say is the best episode of the series, but we'll get to that later. And, you know, it, the reverse Flash has always been my favorite comic book villain, because mm -hmm. on the one hand, he's kind of an evil genius like a Magneto, but he's also like an old school, just evil for the sake of it, ridiculous comic book villain uh like one thing he did in the comics which never translated to the show in the 70s they wanted to basically reinvent him so they made him like this futuristic drug lord who was smuggling heroin he was also obsessed <laughs> with iris and he would like repeatedly go back in time and like brainwash her and try to marry her i mean it was just ridiculous but even in the show like you'll find out the things that he does don't always have a grand purpose it's just because he fucking hates barry yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he'll literally. I, you go know back what? Fuck with him as a kid. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but you know, some of his hate for Barry, I think, translated well into the show. I mean, they, they, but uh, I think the motivation behind it uh, was off. You know, that's what they never, uh, never translated well. Sure, and I get that. I mean, it's you know, it's hit or miss for a lot of people. But I would say his performance and his character are so good. You can usually just overlook that. Yeah, I mean, and it's, I, I mean, and it shows, you know, in the in the finale of the series, you know, when Eddie Thorne is brought back to life, yeah, and you know his jealousy and love uh, for uh, for uh, covetousness, basically, for the lack of a better word, for Iris is shown really well, and all his motivation for hating Barry is lame. I don't yeah, know, he just it's like wasting waste of a potential for something else you know and just mm -hmm. wasting our time and taking time out of our lives because the time we can never get back which is you know hilarious i'm very ironic when you think about you know we're talking about a speedster show it's like yeah thanks <laughs> yeah thanks no, I, thanks I cw thanks cw for wasting my life away <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have been doing better things no, I, I definitely agree. Um, but anyway, with season one, you know, the whole season, people will still argue it's the best season. I think it has probably the most of my favorite episodes. But as a whole, you know, that, that year one, like rookie training, yeah. learning the ropes. Villain of the good. week kind of thing. It, it's is definitely more great. villain yeah. of the week than anything else. 
Uh, I mean, it's helped because there are iconic Flash characters like, you know, some of the cast show is and always was phenomenal. Um, the fact that they brought in the Prison Break guys as yeah. Captain Cold and Heatwave. Yeah, one I was of the just going to mention that. Oh, one of the best sure, things man. they ever did. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. yeah, yeah, the dude, it's a, such a shame that they couldn't keep them for longer, you know. Well, and again, things where they found out, oh, we're making movies, so they basically just pushed them off to Legends of Tomorrow, killed them off, and then yeah, you know, but the two of them, I mean, as far as I know, their their movie career or even TV career isn't that big, you know. I mean, no, I it's know, not, but, it's definitely not. Although yeah. I know, uh, Wentworth, uh, not. Is it Wentworth? Who's the heatwave uh, actor? Dominic Purcell. Dominic Purcell, yeah. Yeah, Dominic Purcell. I I knew him uh, from another show that was like one season long, and mm -hmm. it was called. It's from early two thousands, and it was called uh, John Doe. Okay. And it was uh, about this guy who had amnesia, but he was like uh, this genius guy that was like a Sherlock Holmes kind of thing uh, mm -hmm. mixed in with, uh, I don't know what else. But uh, he's basically Sherlock Holmes on steroids and he has amnesia and he's trying, you know, to solve crimes, help people in the community. And this goes for like 12 episodes. And then they decide to end the show because I guess apparently there was no audience for it. But to me, like, I always remembered him from that. He was always John Doe to me. So when I finally saw him in something else other than Prison Break, which was okay, but he was barely in Prison Break. He was there, like, he was a side character there, even though the whole story revolved around, you know, getting him out of prison. Well, in the first season, he was more. Yeah, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I, I remember binging uh, Prison Break on Netflix, actually, mm -hmm. and it was a pretty good show, even though it was repetitive. But, uh, you know, it was good. Um, but, yeah, it was great seeing them. And it sucked uh, that they had to, you know, uh, get, uh, you know, Captain Cold. Wentworth Miller basically had to go off the show and uh, only Dominic Purcell was left and his character really didn't get much development either. Even though they tried, show. they tried, they tried, but uh, it didn't work out too well, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, back to the whole season one thing. I mean, you know, they, they did the first real like live action TV crossover. You have Flash versus Arrow. You have the first part on Flash and second part on Arrow. Uh, mm. I rewatched both those episodes. I would say they still, you know, that first season, they bring in uh, Firestorm. You know, you have Ray yeah. Palmer. Yeah. The Adam oh, coming over. oh, dude, dude, for sure, man. That that was. And I remember, you know, the, uh, talking on Internet with people. Everybody was, uh, you know, waiting to see who's going to be Firestorm and how they're going to do it. And and I, I that that character. It, it was pretty well done. I mean, the character, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, Fire, of Firestorm, even when he wasn't Firestorm, when he was just Robbie and uh, what's his face? Uh, it was Robbie Amell is Stephen Amell's cousin. He's Ronnie Raymond. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the professor who was, he said, uh, he said uh, the whole time. Um, but uh, yeah, they did it pretty well, man. I actually liked it a lot. So uh, I was sad when they decided to kill off Firestorm later in Legends of Tomorrow. Well, and I mean, that's definitely something that, you know, plagued these shows. You had actors who just really didn't want to be on them or, you know, had scheduling conflicts. So a lot of yep. them got pushed around. A lot of them left. You know, that's the main thing that happened with the kid who played Wally. 
He was yep. just like, yeah, I don't want to do this. And he ended up screwing over both shows. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 definitely, man, definitely. But, yeah, no, I'd say, so season one, you know, it was definitely, like, the year one, learning the ropes. Uh, you have that fantastic episode where Barry goes back in time for the first time. You know, yep. then, of course, he figures out, like, basically how to do that going forward. The season ends with the black hole after everything that happens with Eddie in the reverse flash. Uh, season two, you know, they're dealing with the fallout of having been betrayed by Harrison Wells, who was the reverse flash. Um, yep. You know, you open up the multiverse, you have going to Earth 2. And then that was when oh, that Supergirl was went stuff. from CBS was going to be going the following year to the CW. Yep. And they were like, you know, because Grant Gustin and Melissa Benoist are just friends in real life. They've been on Glee together. They were actually the ones who really, really pitched this hard. And they were like, you know, wouldn't it be fun if we had a crossover episode? And CBS was like, you know, we don't give a fuck about this show. Do whatever you want. And that really opened up the door for the later crossovers where they get like everybody together. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. Those are some good episodes, man. My problem with season two, and I really do like season two as a whole. Um, I thought the the Jay Garrick as, you know, eventually going to be revealed as Hunter's Almond Zoom twist was great. You know, most of us who were fans of the comics, we expected Jay Garrick was probably going to be older. As soon as they brought in the guy in the prison in the mask, I was like, oh, that's going to be him. Um, you know, Teddy Sears as Zoom, he was great. Zoom was a great villain. Problem is, after Zoom, the villains, especially speedster villains, didn't really make sense. And for me, season three is actually where it just completely goes off the rails. I'd say it, you know, it, it does recover a bunch. There are still really great episodes, some enjoyable seasons. I actually liked a lot of season five. Uh, uh, it wasn't season two the season where, or was that season three when they introduced, you know, uh, Gorilla Grodd? Well, Gorilla Grodd was actually all the way back in season one. Yeah, but he was just an Easter egg in that one at the end of the. No, uh, he season. had a, he had a whole episode in season one. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, the, like I mean, I said... had, his big episode was probably season two or season three. They had like a two-parter <laughs> where they like invade with all the gorillas. I mean, no. that one That one was a lot of fun. But my, my biggest issue with season three was as a speedster, Barry is not fast enough to stop non-speedster criminals. And I mean, there's one episode where, like, you can't catch a guy on a motorcycle. And then they bring in Savitar. And, you know, Savitar was completely different from the comics, which I thought was cool. I have gone over this at length. I did it at that time. Mm -hmm. Nothing about Savitar makes any fucking sense. That was uh, when most, they wrote themselves into a hole. Yeah, they wrote themselves into a hole with speedster characters because they never really explained them. Well, I mean, with Zoom, it made sense. He was well, taking, Zoom, yes, Zoom, he was yes, but that was steroids the, that made him super, super fast, and he yeah, was stealing. But Steve he was from the last speedster. character. Yeah, but he was the last character, uh, speedster character that they explained well. You know. Yeah. And then later on, it was Jesse Quick, but she was from Earth Two. So she made sense as well, and she was great. And, of course, they forgot about her in the season finale, but whatever. Well, basically, uh, but... they, they got rid of her because the kid who played Wally left the show, and that screwed over her whole storyline. So they were like, all right, she's off. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, people wanting to leave the show screwed a lot of people's storylines. Well, I mean, it's like but, what uh... happened with the guy who played uh, – what's the hell? I remember is the guy who played um, Elongated Man. 
Ralph ah, Disney. Oh, um, yeah. You know, uh, in yeah, real life, he, he, like, made a tweet or something that pissed yeah. people off. So yep. they basically just wrote him out, and as such, they ended up writing out Sir Dubois. Yeah, just Sir yeah, Dearborn. just when yeah. he yeah, and that was that ha started happen. That happened just when his character had uh, be uh, ha you know had good stories to tell. You know, they were just getting his character, you know, development basically. Right. And and I'm like, dude. I mean, they made so many mistakes during the run of this thing. It's ridiculous. I mean, and. Yeah, they wrote themselves into the ground, especially with the fucking season nine, which was just, you know, a lot of wasted potential, even in season nine. There was one episode where uh, where uh, Barry is talking to his father and uh, that was no, not his father. Sorry. Uh, to be, uh, to uh, Arrow, to to uh, Oliver, yeah, yeah, they they brought him Oliver, back. Oliver, yeah. yeah, they brought him back for that one episode, and I thought it was a cool moment, but for me, it was like. You know, uh, the train has left the station. You know, it was way too late for that. They should have done that like a long fucking time ago. No, I agree. I mean, I understood, you know, why they did it. I'm glad he came back. I'm glad that everybody's No, it was great. It was good Seeing that they had him. Diggle, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and Diggle, you know, he, he uh, I mean, he even showed up in Bad Woman. And I think he was in Legends for a while, like a few episodes. Like, Well, there, there was going to be a plot line. There were a bunch of things that just didn't happen because yeah. we now yeah. know. Yeah, and that's what, yeah, that. Yeah, and, and you know the the whole thing, you can sum up the entirety of the Flash and uh, Legends and Batwoman and actually Supergirl not so much because it was a different show and it was better than the other. While other CW shows were on, Supergirl was kind of good actually, but uh, a lot of wasted potential here. A lot of lot of wasted potential. Definitely, a lot of, definitely. A lot of wasted opportunities, and that's what sucks about the whole. The Flash show. And... Definitely. So for me, there's there's two main things that just killed The Flash. Number one, as the shows came out pretty much year after year, starting with Flash, the showrunners who launched them and the head writers who were like really good just abandoned the show they were on to set up the new thing. So it went from Flash to Legends to, um, I mean, Batwoman, nobody gave a shit about from day one. Oh, uh, for sure. But then with yeah. Stargirl, like Stargirl, the first season was incredible. That wasn't even really technically an Arrowverse show. I yeah, I even liked the second season and third season. I, I didn't even finish it. I was like, meh. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I I'm with you on that. Um, but then the other thing, and I mean, I'm only going to say a little bit about this because I've I've done a lot of research. I've read all the interviews. <laughs> Candace Patton had way too much power. Um, she had a lot of friends in the right places to give her that power to protect that power. And as the show went on it really stopped being about Barry so much that like there are entire videos just pointing out that Barry is sidelined multiple times in multiple seasons in his own show. You yep. know, with season four, you have Iris is inexplicably the leader of team flash, which, you know, if you look at like arrow, you could say that Oliver is pretty much the leader. He literally calls the shots, but Felicity whether you love her or hate her, you know, she has the qualifications. She's as Overwatch, basically running point. You know, she's doing the tech thing, but she's basically telling people where to go and, you know, battle formations and all that fun stuff. Iris has no experience in any of this shit. She didn't have superpowers. So, of course, Candace Patton demanded they write an episode where Iris gets yeah. superpowers, yeah. which never leaves. And then you have that we are the Flash bullshit. And the fact that the, the rest of the cast had to go along with that and embrace that, I mean, that was just awful. Um, 
you know, season five, they bring in Nora from the future, who weirdly acts like a child. Like, she's older than both of the actors at that point. <laughs> yeah. And she acts like she's 14. It's like, you're 28 to 31. What are you doing? And I get it. Like, she was supposed to be, like, from the future. She didn't have a father. She had this stunted childhood. Okay, sure. And they set up, like, you know, season five definitely has ups and downs. For the most part, I liked it. I really liked what they did or what they were doing with Cicada. My problem is, and this is my third biggest problem with The Flash, after season two, they did not understand how to write time travel, especially if you're going to the future. If you can see the future, you know, you can literally do anything to change that future, unless it's one of those things where it's wrapped up in destiny but that was never the case. You and know what? And they they tried to address that in Legends of Tomorrow, and they great even example. I was going to bring that up. And there they even failed in that, man. I mean, come on, people. yes. How many? Like, how fantastic stupid are you? Episode of the worst season of Legends of Tomorrow. Like these the people point. call themselves writers. I know, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> my my. 10-year-old brother would write this better, man. I mean, come on. Like, how stupid are you? Absolutely. And so like, in I, Legends, they, they established this idea that there are certain and it was events. A great, that was a great episode, man. I really yeah, liked that yeah. episode a lot. I mean, that was... Dude, the, the, that reveal when, uh, when they decide to, you know... Uh, what was it? It was 1914. They were going to... It was Archduke Ferdinand, yeah. And yeah, they just they, they could were, not stop the assassination. Yeah, they could not stop it. And uh, yeah, I, I was like, and then you discovered that there's a reverse uh, flash was actually, you know, guarding that point in time. It was his punishment for traveling through time and changing timelines over and over again. I was like, dude, that is that is so great. Like that is fucking amazing. That is great story writing, but I guess it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a uh, lightning in a bottle for that. Episode. Absolutely. So to, yeah. to real quick, just explain that for anybody who doesn't know, uh, after the season three premiere, which was their flashpoint, which we will get to, um, reverse flash, the Matt Lesher one, who I think he's even better than the Tom Cavanaugh one after season one Agreed. ends up as the main villain of legends of tomorrow season two. And he throws in with plucked out of time, Malcolm Merlin, Damian dark, and yeah. captain cold. And they form yep. the Legion of doom legends of tomorrow season two, my favorite season of legends of tomorrow, probably my second favorite season of the Arrowverse period. Mm -hmm. It is so much fun. If you're a comic book fan, it's got the old school JSA. It's got really fun time travel scenarios. They go yep. to world war two. They go to the old West with Jonah Hex. It's just a lot of fun. And of course, Thawne is my favorite villain. He just nails it. So at the end of that season, he's erased from time by the black flash, which is what zoom ended up being. Uh, and then we later find out that he was basically not killed, but recruited by whatever the out of time time rates time bureau time is. Rates. Yeah, it's the time rates, which they kind of finesse that, but whatever. Uh, so he's charged with guarding what they call a fixed point. So a fixed point is something that um, if you've seen the uh, the new Spider Verse, they actually put this in my review. It's a lot like this episode where they're calling it, a man. canon event. So at this point in the show, the only thing that they had ever said was a fixed point was the crucifixion. Rip Hunter was like, you can't ever go to the crucifixion. There are certain events that just have to happen in any and all timelines, any reality. Uh, so we find out that the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand to kick off World War I is one of these fixed points. 
And it turns out that there's someone who's guarding them. So no matter how many times you try to change it, you can't. My problem is this was never a case in the flash, especially for any of the future things that they had warning they were trying to change. It's just they were inept and kept failing. Uh, and that was the case with Savitar. That was the case with pretty much anything with Nora and especially with Cicada. So with mm -hmm. Cicada in season five, you know, he has this like magic dagger that will depower everybody. Um, and I, I of metahumans in DC Comics because it's basically just X-Men, especially for the Flash. The Flash's powers okay. are yeah. supposed to be tied to the Speed Force. You know, he should never have needed the Particle Accelerator to become the Flash. And I kept waiting for them to basically admit that and be like, oh, it doesn't affect him. But instead, it didn't affect Killer Frost. Any of the Flashes were beholden to this stupid dagger and it just made Cicada annoying. He went on too long. Yep, yep. way too long, man. Um, the season, like I said, I do enjoy it, but it was confused. It was focused more on Nora than it was on Barry. And then at the end of the season, she is tragically erased from existence. You know, we find out Thawne gets one over on them and he's the villain again. And, you know, Barry and Iris are, are left to deal with basically the death of their daughter. And then two years later, she shows back up and she's like, I'm a new Nora. Yeah, timeline like, oh, okay. changed. Yeah. And that, that was just, you know, awful. That was definitely the, the Eric Wallace era. Uh, I recently found out Eric Wallace did have a brief comic book run. He actually did some really fun issues of Titans where Deathstroke is leading the team. I actually really like those. As far as anything he did on The Flash, aside from maybe a few things in season six, that Oliver Queen comeback episode, I really just, for the most part, don't like any of his flash stuff I'm, I'm not alone everybody kind of agrees with that um so to, to talk about flashpoint real quick they you know in the comics flashpoint was this huge event set up the new 52 and the world was so fucked by what barry had done that the atlanteans and the amazons are starting world war three they're they're going to wipe out the world and everybody else kind of got screwed thomas wayne became batman and he's like this darker old alcoholic version Superman was captured by the Russians and, uh, you know, grew up basically away from the yellow sun as like a, a literal alien invader. And he's you know questionably good, questionably evil. Uh, Hal Jordan is killed. Just everything that could go wrong across the board went wrong. So Barry, having lived through, you know, his proper universe is like, I can't let the world stay like this. And it's going to end anyway. On the TV right. show, it's Wally's the Flash and he got shot. Who gives a fuck? Like there was no <laughs> stakes to this flashpoint. There was no reason for Barry to undo it. And then when he does undo it, they used it as a really lazy way to just kind of finesse the plot holes they had wrote themselves on various shows and yep. just make these weird little changes. So, like, you leave the Flashpoint episode and it's like, oh, Joe and Iris don't talk to each other anymore. Barry has erased Cisco's brother from existence and John Diggle no longer has a daughter. But don't worry about it. Three episodes. He has a son. Don't care about any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Um, but yeah, no, season three, you know, you started to see a lot with the other shows. As far as the crossovers, we do get the Invasion, which was the Dominators. Uh, in the comics, Invasion was kind of like a really shitty 90s event that nobody cared about. And on the show, I, I mean, it's still one of the most fun. You know, when you get the interactions with Oliver and Kara, I'm like, this is peak Arrowverse. You know, back when you had writers who gave a damn and they didn't have like, you know, the, the modern day, you know, 
wokey bullshit of all the female characters are wonderful all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say, them. yeah, I was gonna say woke pussies, but yeah, uh, I, yeah but like yeah. you know, you could write it so that you had characters who yep. got along, didn't get along. You know, you have Cisco and Felicity are best friends. Kara and Oliver like kind of hate each other, and they have this whole little mini story arc where they have to like learn to love each other. Fuck, yep. Wild Dog and Thea are having issues with the metahumans because they're like, we can only trust ourselves. And all of that, as subtle as it is, is really good. Uh, it tied into the 100th episode of Arrow because it was season five for them. And, you know, they were like, okay, we can do this. And then they basically just set up a massive crossover every year after that. The first episode of Crisis on Earth X, to me, is like on the level with the best of the best you've seen out of the Avengers. You know, it's Barry and Iris's wedding. They bring all these people over from all the other shows. And when the Earth-X Nazis invade their wedding and everybody just kind of jumps into battle formations, they're all flying around. You got Firestorm, you got Heat Wave, just the, the regular cop characters. Everybody's battle. Like, it was like cartoons come to life. It was so much yep. fun. I can literally rewatch that episode. My only regret is I looked it up. I thought the first episode was on The Flash. It wasn't. The third episode is. <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah man yeah some uh definitely some good times man I, even the you know the whole uh, uh we we touched on it earlier and i guess we're gonna be jumping around this thing is just like flashwood uh through timeline or yeah life, actually but uh uh we touched on season two and the earth two and gorilla grad and there was an arc uh story arc tied to gorilla grad and earth two and him finding, uh, you know, the other gorillas after the whole crisis thing. And uh, they never really actually went anywhere with it either. And it was just, you know, this uh, amazing uh, little story that they could have done wonders with. And they just ended up disappointing. I mean, they brought Gorilla, they brought Grodd later on because he was pissed because of the crisis thing. And he blamed Flash for it. I'm like... And, you know, this, this goes back to the soap opera thing, man. I'm like, do we really need to go through this again this way? And just like, you know, this soap opera bullshit, like, could have, couldn't have been, been, been this done, like, in a better manner, better way? Could, wasn't there a better way? It was just a wasted potential. But everything that happened on Earth 2, for example, during season 2, 3, whatever it was, it was great, you know, like uh, them uh, flipping back and forth, going uh, from one, to, uh, you know, from Earth One to Earth Two. Mm -hmm. Man, I love those stories, you know, and just seeing, you know, the characters over there who were, uh, you know, more. Um, I don't know, man. It was different there because everybody there, you know, they knew of existence of superheroes, and uh, it wasn't like here where they just, you know, started to, you know. <laughs> Uh, for superheroes just started to spring up on Earth One, you know, and uh, everybody there was aware of all these kind, you know, Jay Garrick, you know, fought in this war and uh, he was great and all these amazing, amazing things. And, you know, man, that just, you know, sparked my imagination even more. And I was like, man, they're really going somewhere with this show, man. You're, you're absolutely right. So when the yeah. Flash started, when Arrow started, they basically didn't want to do superpowers. And obviously the Flash is a superhero, so they had to. But they really brought things in slowly. So Grodd was on, you know, the regular Earth 1, but yep. Gorilla City was on Earth 2. And then, yeah, yep. they kind of pushed him back and forth. The other thing is you have, you know, 1956 to 1985, but then they went into the Wally comics and just did stuff with Barry. 
So you have, you know, basically 50 years, a little bit more of Flash material before you get to what was the new 52 and then even what they then called Rebirth, which is different from the Flash Rebirth I referenced before. It was a new, like, DC universe. Um, Once you hit season five, season six of The Flash, they started to stop adapting all the old stuff and really start with the new stuff because they were trying to be current with the comics, trying to sell the comics. So in the new comics, in New 52 onward, Grodd becomes a speedster. He's tied to the speed force. That was never the case. He was just a telepathic gorilla for 50 years. I mean, he was on, like, the Super Friends cartoon just as a telepathic gorilla. Yeah, he's powerful. Yeah, he's strong. But he had nothing to do with speedsters, nothing to do with the speed force besides being a Flash villain. So they changed yeah. that, and they wanted to adapt that. They, you know, brought in a bunch of the newer characters, newer villains, like Bloodwork, uh, like you know mirror mistress. oh man blood work man that was uh <laughs> dude i mean I, Ramsey I Rosso. dude i even forgot he existed until you brought him up man and uh man the, that story arc was messed up man i mean uh props to you know exploring the idea but then they decided to bring him back later on for revenge because he loved Iris or something. I forget, but uh, I, I, he wanted to like put his weird pudding into the multiverse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. He wanted to everybody be like, yeah, zombies. Yeah. Well, that, so the, that's another thing. If you watch oh, the God. earlier years, you know, definitely through season three, especially in all the crossovers, you know, they never really had a budget, but the effects, the CGI, you know, definitely the speedster effects, everything looked mm. great. Oh, you for watch sure, the man. Stuff, especially like the, the final episode. Man, the CGI looks fucking terrible. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't try, man. They they just they, just, they don't care. They have no budget. They, They're they, like, you know, the, the network's been sold. We don't care. We're just going through the motions. Which I'd be fine with had the last four or five seasons been satisfying. Yeah, but they weren't. So you know, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Let, let's talk about the Eric Wallace stuff. This is season six onward. You've got the evil speed force. You've got the negative forces. Barry and Iris become parents to these fucking like full grown adults who take over the different forces. You've got the mirror mistress, that bullshit Armageddon with the reverse. I mean, like, you know, that the writing on that, which is some of the worst I've ever seen, where the Flash is going to destroy you know, the world and you the future know, no one cares yeah. about. Yeah, you know, even Barry and Iris being parents to these elemental forces that formed the, the multiverse, I wasn't even, I, I didn't even mind that. That that was, a, for a little while, it was a really cool story arc that almost ruined the entire timeline, and I was kind of hoping that it would, because if you start from scratch, uh, you can't really uh, go, you can't really write a bull, uh, you know, something that's shite. Yeah. Uh, but apparently you can. So <laughs> apparently yeah, once, you can. Once because they started saying with Armageddon, like, "Oh, Barry, you leveled up. Everybody loved." Like, I was like, "What? What is this?" They're like, "It's a fucking video game now. Come on." Uh, you know. Then they started making up weird fucking powers. Like, yeah, okay. Occasionally in the comics, in in video games, the Flash could run really fast, basically in a mini circle, and definitely create a tornado. Sometimes, maybe even throw like a single lightning bolt. Then they started that shit where, like, they could just make throwing stars and lightsabers. I mean, that that finale where he gets Thawne to fight Godspeed, that was just the stupidest shit I've ever seen. I know they revisited it. They did it a bunch of times since. But just, like, there is a, a gif of, like, two cats fighting a dog and... 
lightsabers in it. And I'm like, this is the explanation for that finale. It's just fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other things, man. Like the whole thing with uh, with uh, um, Frost and... Uh, what's oh, yeah, we didn't Caitlin? talk about that. So, so Killer Frost was a villain on Earth, too. And that's cool because Killer Frost is a thing in the comics. Cool. For sure. Then yeah. it's after Flashpoint, Caitlin has the killer frost powers okay sure they changed the timeline but they made it so that it was kind of like a cross between the hulk and jekyll and hyde anytime she used the powers she would turn evil for no reason she would just absolutely turn evil then in the next season they're like well actually she's not a a metahuman from the particle accelerator it's a split personality that is basically like an AI that her father, who was also Icicle, created, and it's been there with her since childhood, and mm-hmm. maybe the they're awakened it. Then in season five, it was, nope, she's just an unrelated metahuman, because we have those now. All the universes together have different things, uh, and she can turn it on and off. They're two different people sharing the same body. Then... It was we're gonna split them into two physically different people and call them sisters. And I, and I said at that point, I said finally, finally, they're doing something okay with them. And then the next episode, <laughs> she goes to jail. They have that whole bullshit with the metahuman cure. You've you've got the uh, the chick from Law and Order who's like hunting her, and then they abandon that. Then she's like having relationships, and she's like joining gangs. And they, they change it from Killer Frost to Frost because it's like, yeah, she was she was a mass murderer, but let's retcon it. So all she ever did was rob banks and punch people. Yep. <laughs> Made absolutely no sense. Completely ruined the character. She kept coming back. Then they would kill her off. And then whatever they did in season nine with the Keon thing was a mistake. Um, so real quick to just wrap up season nine. I'll briefly. Yeah, explain but she became a thing. god, man. She's she became a goddess. A god. She's the goddess. Yes. You so know, Eric she... Wallace's original plan, if they had another 10th season, listen to this shit. There's one thing that we would be like, okay, this could be cool. Uh, for a crossover, he wanted to bring in all the remaining shows and bring back all the ones that were canceled and do Blackest Night and bring in Green Lanterns. And at that point, Diggle would have been a Green Lantern. That could have been really cool. Everything else sucks. He wanted to do two seasons on Keon, finding out who she was. He wanted to do a season and a half on Chester and Allegra, make Allegra the leader of Team Flash, because this is a character he created in the comics, and he absolutely loved, obviously. You know what? I wouldn't have had a problem with that had Allegra been, uh, had they developed Allegra at all, you know? I mean, you know, Allegra, when she had her full power, she was cool. Of course she was, yeah. But as a character, she sucked. Her motivation sucked. Again, why was she also a reporter? How is this, like, girl from the streets running the Central City Citizens right under Iris? It was, yeah. made no sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chester should have had his powers, but they did that for one episode, and they were like, nah, he's the new Cisco. It's fine. Um, you know, they wasted the reveal of, like, Cisco leaving, gets a whole episode, and then he comes back, like, one episode later. They did the same thing with Wells. They killed off the Nash Wells. Nobody gave a shit about to make the artificial speed force. And then Barry blows that up the next episode later. And they're like, oh, we have a new Wells now. Like every year you didn't need to have a Wells. It was like, we just, we want Tom Cavanaugh because he's the only one besides Grant Gustin who can act. And Jesse yeah, L. Martin. pretty much. Yeah. Tom Cavanaugh was uh, the sweetheart of the show. In my opinion, H- him and that. Jesse L. Martin. Joe was, you know, he's not a character who ever existed in the comics. Heart and soul of the show. For sure, um, man. 
you know, the, the early seasons yeah. especially, but like even in the later seasons, he'll still be the mentor. He could just talk to people. But even him, the writing, you know, that whole like at the end of Armageddon when they're like, oh, you have to keep Thawne alive. The first time that Joe sees Earth 2 Harry Wells, like the, the Wells everybody loves besides the original, Joe walks in and just shoots him twice in the face. And Barry yeah. catches like one of the bullets and doesn't catch the other one because he's like, he hated Eobard Thawne that much. In Armageddon, the guy killed Joe and he's like, you have to do whatever you can to save him. Like literally do nothing and he'll be erased from existence. It's fine. And then in the finale, they I think they killed him, but Nora definitely kills Savitar. And there's not even a mention of A, Nora killed, B, she's a fucking sociopath who's happy about it, and C, Nora <laughs> killed her father. It's an evil version of her father, but, like, not even a conversation about that. Yeah. You know? I mean, so rewatching it, it... Arrow, there's so much with Thea and Malcolm Merlin. I mean, I love John Barrowman's Malcolm Merlin. Oh, for uh, sure, Thea man. is a character that a lot of people don't like. I really do. I always did. You know, she gets a little bit whiny and preachy, uh, but the back yeah. and forth with them and how many times yeah. she's faced with, you know, do I kill my father? Do I save him? Do I let him die? Just even five seconds of an introspection like that with Nora would have made that scene a little bit less painful. Yeah. And even the Damien Dark stuff, talking about fathers and daughters, you know, uh, they did a great arc with them. Once oh, absolutely. Left, it is Nora, once, Yeah. Yeah. Once he left, uh, once he left for uh, you know Legends of Tomorrow, they did. I mean, even on Arrow, he has some good episodes, but uh, on Legends of Tomorrow, that's where he shined for me. So. Absolutely. I mean, the problem with him on Arrow was they didn't know what to do with him. He was like the head of Hive, but he also had magic. Yeah, but I think that. Yeah, but I think that's the. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. I think with his character that he he was a magic user and they didn't know what to do with it because uh, you know Arrow is just flinging arrows. Yeah, he was and way they, too powerful, and like, every yeah. time he would shoot an arrow at him, he would freeze it in the air, and then he would keep saying, "He's like, we did this three times already. It doesn't work." Yeah, every but, time. Yeah, on Legends, he was so much better. Um, For sure. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, remember, uh, remember that time. Remember that time. Sorry if I'm interrupting. No, you, no, you remember that. Yeah. Remember that time when Legends of Tomorrow went to the end of time? Yeah. And found the Council of Time or whatever they were yeah, called. Yeah, the, the Time The masters. World Time Lords, yep. right? Yep. And then they uh, threw, you know, through whatever, you know, something happened. And then for some reason, there was no Time Lords anymore. And Timeline was uh, wide open again because there was no end of time. And uh, they became uh, sort of timekeepers. Yeah, that was when they killed off Captain Cold. He basically yeah. he blows himself up to stop them. <laughs> it just you know, it just I just remembered it, you know, because you know, since we're talking about this and we talked about Flash earlier, I mean, they could have done so many different. To me, the Flash will all, and I'm sorry to say, it will always be a disappointment. No, huge, I agree with you. And disappointment, it's, it's a shame man. I mean, so good. every time. That's one of the reasons I've been looking forward to this so I can express myself uh, finally somewhere because nobody here listens because nobody here is aware of existence of these shows mm -hmm. and is not even interested in stuff like this. So uh, I rarely get to talk to people about this. But man, I mean, I have been, you know, I've been only other person was Milos, you know, mm -hmm. so it's like and he stopped watching these shows a long time ago because he just gave up. You know, he was like, yeah, no, a lot of people, a lot of people did. Yeah. I, mean, I remember giving up year after year. I'd watch like to the mid season finale and I'd be like, I'm just going to come back for the end of the season. You know, 
You know, people didn't want to waste their lives away on these yeah. fucking shows. And I'm like one person who who decided to, you know, uh, I don't care if I'm wasting my life away. I want to see if this is going to get better. And I kept getting disappointed uh, month after month, you know, for week after week, uh, for years, you know. And it just, I'm kind of glad it's finally over, you know. And uh the Time Lord thing, man. I was like, where's Doctor Who, you know? Like, yeah. you, you, you couldn't come up with something that... I, it was kind of... But, I, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, man, they were great up until, like, third or fourth season, somewhere around there. I mean, it, uh, it gets bad, but it got enjoyably bad. Like, I loved it until they brought in the aliens. Then I was like, this is just stupid. Yeah, when they brought in the aliens, it, it had gone off the rails because they had the whole... Uh, I don't. You'll remember this, and I don't know who whoever watched this. They'll remember this, but you no, know, most of the, to, to yeah, them, yeah, most of the crew uh, on the ship were women, right? They most kind of the went, crew were women, yeah, and then they, yeah. they just got rid of everybody that. Had yeah, been yeah. I'm like, there. like, and that's kind of what ruined the show because it turned out the uh, one of the people on the on the time ship was uh, actually uh, basically she was stolen by aliens uh, from a different yeah. time, and uh, there was a whole th- man. It was such a shit show. It's ridiculous, and it just reminds me of the whole CW verse thing. I was kind of glad when. When uh, Super Supergirl ended, because that was the only show that actually made sense. Uh, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, and uh, that was throughout its running, basically for what five or six seasons, and that was the only show that was actually good. You know, even I mean, I, I never really watched that one. I watched it a few times, especially like the crossover things, yeah. and you know, a couple episodes here and there. I was yeah. just like, you know, I, it's not my thing. More power to those that like it, but. There was no, one I did man. that show that I did watch, and people agree that this was like the, the worst thing they ever did. Um, it's called Triggered, I, I... and Kara is freaking out in an elevator at the Catco <laughs> building. She starts getting like claustrophobic because I don't know, some metahuman whammied her. So she flies yeah, yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. through the top of the, you know, taking out several floors, probably killing some people. Mm-hmm. And you figure, like, oh my God, her secret's exposed. This is going to be a whole thing. And they never mention it again. There's not even a mention of the damage. I was like, this is where I know that they, the writers are not competent enough to even watch and proofread their own shit. No, they man. Don't care. No. Nope. They just don't. And uh, I'm kind of glad that it's all finally over with the exception of Superman and Lois, I guess. I don't know how long that's going to keep on running. I think it's probably got another year. I mean, they sold the network. But anyway, that is a, a great setup for... Um, Briefly, I'm going to talk about the crossovers, yeah, and then we can go sure. through our, our favorite episodes. I mean, we could do worse. I don't think we need to. I don't even really. No, I, I just want to. I just want to hear because uh, I don't think you ever mentioned it, but I want to hear what your thought about uh, Cobalt Blue. Were, uh, oh, right, right. Um, so yeah, real quick, because again, I'm not going to harp on the comics. Cobalt Blue is an obscure character that I believe showed up in like 1997 to 99. Um, and his name was Malcolm Thawne. He was Barry Allen's identical twin, switched and stolen at birth. Um, so when Eddie Thawne showed up in season one and we knew he wasn't the reverse Flash, I basically called the season one finale and I was like, okay, he's, he's totally going to be Cobalt Blue. And the, the way that that ends, He shoots himself, which they had the balls to do. They would never do that today. Um, By doing so, he's erasing the reverse Flash from ever being born because he's like his great, 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 great grandson. 
Um, but his body is picked up by this black hole that was created. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, he goes into the black hole and there's all this like, you know, radioactive superhero shit going on. That's mm-hmm. going to end up being like, he's displaced from time. So we'll definitely be able to see reverse flash again, which of course we did over and over and over. Uh, but Eddie's going to come back and I figured, you know, maybe season three, maybe season four as Cobalt Blue. So in the comics, they set up this thing called Chain Lightning. The adopted family of this guy, Malcolm Thawne, uh, became like shamans to this gem called Cobalt Blue. And, you know, Cobalt is obviously an element. It's a metal. Um, it was this like magic stone that could it could steal speed. It could basically do whatever the plot needed it to do. But it was this Hatfields and McCoys thing that echoed throughout the centuries of Thorns versus Allens. And, you know, at some point, like, they actually intermarry, and that was uh, the real XS, who um, in the comics was Jenny Lynn Allen, or Thorne, I guess. Um, she was in the Legion of Superheroes, and she was the daughter of one of Barry's kids, so Barry's granddaughter. And then Bart Allen Impulse was the son of Barry's daughter. Um so it, it was this thing where they brought in, you know, any speedster who had ever appeared past and present and then from the future. So they were able to make all these cool people. And it was kind of like this baton relay race through time with all the speedsters with Wally leading the charge. You had mm-hmm. Jay Garrick, you had Max Mercury, who were big characters back then. Jesse Quick, Johnny Quick was still alive. Um, and it culminates with at the time, you know, Wally has been as he's the flash, but he's feeling sorry for himself. He can't live up to Barry's shadow. And this was a huge thing on him for many, many years. He goes back to the point of crisis because Cobalt Blue had appeared in like Silver Age when Barry and Wally were like, you know, basically just starting out. And he changes the timeline. So he kills Barry. And because of that, Barry doesn't save the day in crisis. And the anti-monitor just takes over the whole universe. So Wally goes back and basically does crisis by himself gives himself up to the speed force but right before he's about to die like barry he realizes it's not going to work he's not worthy it has to be barry so he takes cobalt blue back to the point where he had gone back to kill barry in the past and he saves barry becoming the lightning bolt you know that that strikes not him but wally himself Mm-hmm. and seemingly dies he of course he comes back you know a couple issues later but it was like this this six or ten episode or issue long thing and it was just really cool they have actually finally reprinted it as one of the things that i was so excited about when the show started on cw i was like you know they're, they're finally doing these reprints people care about the flash because mm-hmm. it had never been collected you couldn't read it unless you had the comics and at the time exactly. you know now you can you can look up any comic that's ever existed on the internet you know legally or illegally that we yep. couldn't do that back then. Um, yeah. So in the show, they did the bare minimum of that. A lot of people like the first episode where Barry goes back in time to basically the events of the pilot. He's got some really nice moments with his parents, the actors who played his parents. Um, another thing I, I wanted to point out, you know, John Wesley Shipp, who was the 90s Flash, played mm-hmm. Henry Allen, played Jay Garrick. Thank God they brought him back. He was phenomenal. Dude, yeah, I, I, we, we, yeah, we haven't talked about him, man, but he was... Such a great actor playing such great roles, and uh, he was, he was, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was a treasure for sure, man. And I mean, I did not like their take on Crisis on Infinite Earths, but having him be, you know, the actual canon 90s Flash from Earth 90 being the one to, you know, basically sacrifice himself to save the day, I thought that was a really nice touch. 
um, conflicted with everything they'd set up on this show, but you know, whatever. So as far as the crossovers go, like I said, that, that first episode of crisis on earth acts with the wedding far and away, my favorite thing. Um, I rewatched, you know, in, in preparation for this, just as I've said, you know, Sarah's been in the hospital, so I've had a lot of downtime when I'm not doing anything. And I've just been rewatching old Arrowverse stuff to take my mind off of it. Uh, I've gone through like almost five seasons of Arrow, three seasons of Flash, four seasons of Legends of Tomorrow. The Legends of Tomorrow, basically soft pilot, Legends of Today, Legends of Yesterday, uh, which was just on Arrow and Flash, where they all fight Vandal Savage, still holds up one of my favorites. Um, that season one episode, Flash versus Arrow, where Oliver is basically training him and he shoots him with arrows, and they keep bringing that up every year, every time Oliver gets new recruits. I love that. I thought Invasion was a lot of fun. Um, Elseworlds is where it went downhill for me. The the writing didn't make sense. The characters didn't uh, make sense. I don't remember the Elseworlds. Can exactly. You yeah. <laughs> the first episode, they brought in Amazo, and that was pretty cool. Um, but that was one where they had, you know, the, the Superman, Tyler Hoechlin, they had the psycho pirate and um, Barry and Oliver had switched bodies and personalities. It was really weird. Ah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after that, in, in dead last, and this was actually where the original podcast started because we, we saw this. We couldn't believe it. We were like, we just need to talk about it. The CW crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, did it have some fun moments? Sure. I stand sure, by man. anything I said on that initial podcast. I, for the most part, hated it crisis in the comics is one of my favorite things you know from the beginning of this show where you had the the lead up to the eventual crisis in 2024 or 2031 whatever it was originally i was so excited i was like that's just really cool we'll see what they do with that and then they dropped it to 2019 and then you know it just it was a shit show um so that will bring me to Top 10 episodes, and I mean, if you remember what happens in yours, you don't remember the titles and the seasons. Dude, I, I, didn't, I didn't have time to make my yeah, own, no, make up my own cool. list, or cool. let alone, I remember some of the moments, but if I had to narrow the ages for a show that's nine seasons long, no way, man. I got you. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I'm going to run through my 10. But and, yeah, you uh, run through yours, and if anything, I remember something, yeah, for know. sure, man. So yeah. we had 184 official episodes. There are, of course, other crossover appearances. Uh, I even watched the Vixen animated show. It wasn't that great. Barry it was, like it was actually, they brought Vixen in live action and she was great while she was oh, yeah, on no, the show. On the Arrow episode. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That, it leads right into that. Um, so yep. my top 10 Flash episodes. Number 10, Flash versus Arrow. That's that season one. Uh, Crossover, At the yeah. time, very obscure Flash villain, the Rainbow Raider. And he's basically always been a joke. From that point on, they did start bringing him more into modern comics, making him less of a joke. Um, but I just, you know, Roy G. Bivolo, I thought it was great. Barry, season one Barry, dealing with, you know, being overloaded with emotions, kind of turning mm -hmm. evil. You see Oliver basically taking on a speedster, even an inexperienced one. That would, of course, come back around at the end of the season. Uh, great moments with him and Harrison Wells, who at that point we pretty much know is going to be revealed as the reverse flash um number nine season two i have enter zoom this is the one oh. where zoom shows up and just fucking goes bane breaks barry's back at the police station yep. runs him around the city and it's just like you know this is your hero you're all fucked uh you know we had of course teddy sears had already shown up as jay garrick we've been building mm -hmm. up to zoom there's been villain of the week working for zoom you know we haven't really seen him and what he can do him as like a credible threat the next like big big villain uh number eight 
uh, actually, I didn't mention this beforehand. I sent you a picture to the group chat. Uh, uh-huh. It's very fitting. We are recording this today. As I speak here in New Jersey, and I believe 15 states are being affected by these horrific wildfires up in Canada that have blown down here. The mm-hmm. skies are literally red. It looks like Crisis on Infinite Earths outside. Uh, and I, I yeah, I saw the pictures, man. It's but uh, it's wild, news. Sure. So this is uh, a season six episode called Flash of the Lightning, which is the actual title of Crisis on Infinite Earths number eight, which is where Barry Allen dies in the comics. Uh, and this is the one where he goes to Earth three to meet with Jay Garrick and uh, Joan. And they basically like, put him in a machine where he's going to experience his death in crisis. And even just the effects that they use, the way it played out, one of the best things they did, especially in the later seasons of the show. Mm. Uh, number seven, back to season one. A lot of season one, surprise, surprise. Revenge of the Rogues. This is when Captain Cold comes back yep. and they do a very iconic uh, comic book cover. I can't remember the issue right now, but it's where you get Captain Cold and Heat Wave and they're using both guns at the Flash at the same time. Yep. Uh, and this is, of course, when we find out that you know, Heat Wave is Dominic Purcell, which, yeah, it's a meta thing. But like when Captain Cold last appeared and gets away, he's like, oh, I have a partner. And I remember everybody saying like, oh, imagine it's Dominic Purcell. And it was. And everybody just lost their fucking minds. Those guys yep. have not missed a beat since Prison Break. They have so much fun when they're on screen yep. together. Wentworth yep. Miller, you know, hammed up Leonard Snart. He had the time of his life. He's still doing interviews <laughs> saying how much fun he had on that show and on Legends. And he was a great character. He was a good, he was great at portraying him, and it definitely a missed missed opportunity. I mean, he they brought him on for later for Legends, but uh, didn't last long, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, number six, I have Out of Time, season one. This is an episode where people who really didn't know much about the Flash and had been watching this show and being like, "This is pretty good," they found out along with Barry, like in in real life as they're watching the scope of his abilities, the scope of what's to come. This is when he goes back in time. Uh, Weather Wizard has returned. He's going to like make a tidal wave to kill everybody in Central City. Yep. Barry reveals his identity to Iris. He kisses her for the first time. We have the reverse Flash killing Cisco, which sets up the beginning of Vibe, which then, of course, leads into even like Earth 2 stuff. Um, after this episode, I remember everybody, you know, this is back when people gave a shit about the show. You had after shows on because it was a good, yeah, it was a great show when it began. People people lost their fucking minds. They were like, this is so cool. This is like the best thing. I I was one of those people. I lost my fucking mind. Yeah. And that was when like people were saying, you know, I always thought the flash just ran fast. It was like, you know, Aquaman, he's the guy who talks to fish. Like the flash runs fast. What could he really do? And they were like, wow, this is cool. Uh, season two flashback, another time travel episode, but so much different. Barry is trying to become faster than Zoom, and he's trying to crack the Speed Force formula, which was a thing from the comics for Johnny Quick, Jesse Quick. Um, so he goes back in time to season one to be taught by the Reverse Flash, and he's trying to, you know, pretend he's that. Uh, Barry I, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember prior. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and he, Tom Kavanaugh figures him out immediately. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, his yeah. demeanor changes, the way that they relate to each other. They're both playing two different characters in that episode. It is so good. You know, he's, he's basically playing himself, trying to look like, you know, a year younger, and it's believable. Um, number four, we have another season two, The Reverse Flash Returns. This is something that 
was inspired by a storyline in the comics called The Return of Barry Allen. And spoiler alert, it's not Barry, it's Thawne. And this is the first time that Wally chronologically meets him because Wally's the Flash and he, we find out he actually sets up the whole feud based on what happens here. So in the show, this is a younger Thawne who doesn't know Barry's identity. And he's like, oh, I figured out the timeline you're from or the time period you're from. And Cisco is the one who like arrests him. And he's like, you know, you killed me, but I captured you. And then Cisco starts like hemorrhaging because, you know, the timeline's in trouble or some shit. So Barry has to basically let him out and send him back to his proper time. And it's it's just what a great power dynamic reversal. And that it's like Barry is almost the villain in this episode. It's great. Uh, that's the first Flash Return season two. Number three, I have a season five. What's past is prologue. You'll, you'll see a theme here. This is when they're trying to stop Cicada. So they keep going back in time to these different events to get this, I don't know, device that's going to stop his dagger and lo and behold after going to zoom and savitar they have to basically go back to season one to again work with and learn from the reverse flash and that's when he mentions you know who i would call the comic book barry and his children were uh the tornado twins don and don allen and when he meets nora he's like oh you brought me your daughter is this dawn and they're like this is nora and he's like oh that's another one i got rid of um, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. really menacing. We find out she had been working with him in her future. She didn't know that he had killed her grandmother and everything he had done to Barry, just that they were like, you know, rivals. Really, really good. Uh, number two is definitely a filler episode, but one of the best. It's called Enter Flash Time. And this is when we see like the, the height of Barry's powers. There's a nuclear bomb that is already exploded in Central City. And it's, I think it's Jay, Jesse, Wally, and Barry go into basically like, you know, super hyper time, like Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. And like everything Mm -hmm. has just stood still. And they're racing around trying to figure out how they can contain and stop this atomic bomb. Uh, And then my number one, surprise, surprise, the mid-season finale of season one, Man in the Yellow Suit. I am a sucker for Christmas episodes, especially depressing ones. This is the one where we finally learn who the reverse Flash is. The first time Barry meets and confronts him in his present. And, you know, they have like this great showdown on, I think it's like a high school football field. Or maybe it's like, you know, Central City, the Rocket Stadium. But yeah, it's it's still the best episode of The Flash. Uh, Tom Cavanaugh absolutely kills it. This is the one where, you know, they, they basically catch him in the trap and he beats the shit out of himself. Um, you know, he comes face to face with Joe, with Eddie. We find out he won't kill Eddie and immediately you can kind of figure out why. Yep. What a great episode. What a great villain. Um, so yeah, that's basically mine. You know, if you have any you want to highlight, um, otherwise we are I, uh, uh, off the top of my head, man. Uh there's uh there's an ep to me to that article. This is during season two, I think. Zoom no, or Savitar was the villain. Zoom or Savitar, I can't remember. But he trapped Jay Garrick on, on Earth 2 in some prison or something. Yeah, that was Zoom. Yeah, that was Zoom, right? Yeah. I remember that episode was uh, kind of good because um, there were some stakes there. But I can't remember every detail of it. And then there was one episode, vibe episode, where uh, he went on a date with this girl and he just 
the whole uh, he, he was in a time loop of a sorts and he kept going on a date with this girl like throughout the, the whole episode was just you know uh, cisco on a date with this girl yep. and every time the date ends badly he says something or uh, he keeps yeah repeating the same date over and over again and i hate time loops but i remember that episode because you know finally at the end of the day you know he he figured out what's wrong and uh, or something or other and uh, the date went well and then they started dating uh, next episode or two episodes over and yeah man um but uh yeah yeah any confrontation you know flash had with uh with reverse flash with tom cavanaugh reverse flash it was great uh council of wells yeah uh Dude, that, I mean, that was hilarious. I'm only sorry they decided to bring in, you know, the most ridiculous characters for the council. But, uh, you know, it was fun to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, there was an episode where um, where they actually had to go to Earth-19 or something like that, where one of the, uh, where it's, it's basically post-apocalyptic Earth. And they had to say one of the waltzes over there or something like that. Or a yeah, fla- yeah. and there was also there was also uh there was also an episode, uh well a bunch of episodes where Cisco dated a woman who was uh like uh she was also a wife from Earth something uh, gypsy, yeah. She was a yeah, gypsy and man, her, and her then father was the yeah. yeah, yeah, Danny Treo, man. I mean, come on. I mean, that that that's one of the things I would have never if I had to guess they would do something, that's something I would have never guessed that they would do. No, absolutely. I mean, I I couldn't believe they brought back Mark <laughs> Hamill as the trickster and they basically made like the 90s flash like semi-canon. Yeah, that was yeah, Mark Hamill. Come on, man. I mean, that yep. would yeah, I mean, this this show had some really, really great moments, but unfortunately from seasons five to nine, all the moments pretty much sucked. Yeah, but yeah. you know, Which but I mean it, it was uh it was a hell of a run, you know. At times it wasn't as good as it could have been or it should have been. It, it sadly went downhill. You know, you can still you can go back. You can watch some of the the great moments. There are even a few. You know what? Yeah, it's, season nine. But yeah, yeah, speaking of that, I would say to anyone who, I mean, if you listen this far, you never seen the Flash, and you just want to hear what it's like. I would definitely suggest watching the first three seasons of it, maybe four. And uh, I I think you will not be disappointed with first four seasons. I think they're pretty good. Uh, everything after that is pretty much shit. I think five will be hit or miss for a lot of people. But yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and here in the uh, states, the entire Arrowverse is on Netflix, and I believe it's on Max, which used to be HBO Max. Yeah, but... in Croatia it's a little different. I think it's all on Max, and uh, I would—I mean, the crossovers were pretty, pretty good, uh, with the uh, one or two exceptions. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, the show had some great, great moments. It will definitely live on in history, maybe uh, right up, right adjacent to how good Smallville was. This will be right adjacent to how bad Flash was and how good it was at the same time for the first half of the uh, duration of it and then how to shit bad it went yeah but uh yeah yeah man it's unfortunate 
hopefully, hopefully people who worked on this show or uh, produced it or, you know, greenlit it, hopefully they learned something uh, because, you know, Superman and Lois are still going on and it's a pretty good show. And uh, hopefully, you know, they don't uh, screw it up uh, while it lasts, you know, and uh, hopefully with the, with the new shows, uh, you know, that are supposed to come in the future that, uh, you know, James Gunn and uh, Peter Saffron are working on, hopefully, Hopefully, some good things are in store for uh, you know DC uh, live action uh, series stuff. No, I agree. Um, all right, so just to, to close this out real quick, um, you know there there are tons of YouTube video video essays out there. Uh, there's a guy called Madvocate that did you know Barry Allen as a speedster should be able to stop mm. everything in a matter of seconds. Uh, he had the first couple seasons; those are really funny. There's a guy called Sheev Talks that does some pretty intense breakdowns. There's a guy named Ross McIntyre who goes season by season, Arrow and Flash. Uh, and then there's a guy named Black Lion who has covered Supergirl, Legends, and Flash. And those are all pretty good. Yeah, I used um, to watch a guy called The Emergency Awesome. Uh, his name is Charlie. And he was uh, he he used to do a, like a top 10 uh, moment rundown uh, during, I don't know, I don't know when he stopped doing stuff or if he's still doing anything, but I used to watch him basically right after the episode ended. I used to watch him on YouTube, man, and he had some good Easter eggs and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Very cool. But uh, I've I've basically said everything I was going to say. Uh, you have any final thoughts? Or- no, man, I'm just gl- I think I said everything I wanted yeah. to say. I'm just glad I had an opportunity to get this off my chest, you know, for the world, maybe, you know, for the few li- people who listen to us, you know, to hear this and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, give Flash a chance for a little while or, uh, you know, just uh, remember some good moments that uh, the Flash brought us over the last nine years and uh, just, you know, reminisce and be nostalgic about it for a few minutes and uh hopefully you know just uh keep looking towards a better future hopefully you know completely agree i i thank you for taking the time and uh let's let's call it right here yeah man um see ya all right see ya Hello, everybody. In true uh, Flash fashion, this is the after the lightning bolt, as it were. I have some updates. First of all, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, If you like this, we are probably going to review some more of the Arrowverse, maybe do series retrospectives. We mentioned Arrow. You know, we've previously covered Legends. I think I'm going to get John to watch the rest of the show and see where that goes. Uh, I think only Boris watched Supergirl, so he might want to do that. I might go back through it. Uh, anyway, just a little bit of housekeeping. I mentioned that the crossover episodes, uh, right now in the States, all of the Arrowverse is on Netflix and Max, formerly HBO Max. Uh, and you would basically just have to go through season by season to find them, uh, out of the U.S., a lot of the crossovers did get their own DVD and Blu-ray releases. I just found out, because I bought the complete Arrow Blu-ray set, uh, the later Blu-rays that had crossovers in the seasons would actually put all of the crossovers in. I'm not quite sure if they did it for Invasion, but I'm going to get all those regular series anyway. Uh, I can confirm they did it for Earth-X, they did it for Elseworlds, and they did it for uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, but it's only the Blu-ray season sets. 
Um, also, throughout this whole podcast, we never mentioned Cecile. Uh, that was on purpose on my part. But one thing I did want to bring up from the final episode, did anyone else realize that Joe and Cecile weren't married? That was more of a shock to me than Chester telling us again he had black hole powers. Uh, also, I have been corrected. As I mentioned, the YouTuber um, Black Lion just put out his top 10 or bottom 10 worst Flash episodes. Uh, the god-awful Allegra and Esperanza episode has been dethroned. The now worst-rated episode of The Flash is the one where they brought back Becky Sharp in Season 9. Uh, so there you go. And uh, like I said, we will, we will come back and do another one of these if there is interest. So everybody, have a good one. To understand what I'm about to tell you, I need you to do something for me. I need you to believe in bad writing. Can you do that? Welcome back. It's another double post lightning bolt because it's the finale. Um, so as you may or may not know, the whole podcast did start after uh, we watched Crisis on Infinite Earths, the big CW crossover that pretty much everybody on that panel universally hated, and oh, I still do. Uh, as we said... On the Flash thing, it, you know, it does have its moments just here and there. Fan service, fun things, whatever. It's not good. However, before it was a podcast, there was a blog. And the reason that that started was I take my time travel very, very seriously. Now, I have written at length about just how paradoxical and stupid everything behind Savitar is. Um... Literally, he is from the future, but he's a time remnant, but he's not the time remnant from the end of season two. Then he goes into the Speed Force for thousands of years and makes armor, but also has an ancient Philosopher's Stone. And then he's a hallucination and still needed Wally, who didn't exist in this timeline before Flashpoint, but he can remember. See, it doesn't make sense. One day, if you get me drunk enough, I will go through the ins and outs of Savitar and just how utterly, utterly stupid and incompetent it all was. Uh, however, I have rewatched the series finale and I watched the whole four part finale of Brave New World over again or a new world, whatever the hell they're calling it. Um, everybody and their brother is saying how great that first episode was. Now I thought the Barry getting closure with his dead parents for the millionth time was a little over the top. Um, the fact that they were, like, so kind and doting on this stranger who was pretty much, like, homeless. Uh, it only works if you know that he's their son and they're his parents and they weren't supposed to. Then there's the whole thing of Joe getting possessed in the year 2000 uh, and not remembering anything when the very next episode Mark did. So that, that alone fucks with the timeline. But more importantly, we revisit that night. And oh, do I have problems with it. Uh, so let me set the stage for you. In the very, very first episode, opening scene of The Flash, back in 2014, we get our infamous scene of young Barry being basically chased around the room by two balls of lightning, which we know is Ibar Thawne and a future version of Barry. Um, Thawne was there to kill Barry. 
he is not able to because the future version of Barry races little Barry out of the house. So Thawne says, fuck it, and decides to kill Barry's mother, Nora. Now, there are so many things happening in this scene. If you've never seen it before, you know, you've never seen the show before, probably. But if you have, let me walk you through it step by step. First of all, there are five Barrys in this scene. We know that now. Um, You could argue there should be six. Uh, The show is now trying to tell you that there's only three, which is beyond ridiculous. But I will address that. There are at least two Thawns, maybe three. Uh, With him, it doesn't matter as much, and I'll explain that as well. So basically, this is what's happening. In the original, original timeline, which I would refer to as, you know, the one from the comics, although it's not, because they explain it as the show went on, mostly in flashback with uh, the phenomenal Matt Lesher, Eobard Thawn, when he kills Harrison Wells, he tells him that, uh, Tom Cavanaugh's Wells and his wife, Tess, would go on to successfully launch the particle accelerator in the year 2020. Um, I guess it still explodes, or maybe it's supposed to. Uh, nobody knows what the fuck that thing does. Uh, in 2020, the original Flash that we are seeing in this scene is created, and he then will go missing in the crisis of 2024. So that means that the Flash in the original timeline presented by the show... Uh, was only the Flash for four years, but he's much older. We can assume that there is no Team Flash. Uh, He kind of basically learns the ropes by himself, and at some point we know he goes into the far future where he meets Eobard Thawne. They have a number of encounters over this four-year career, uh, and then Thawne comes back to this timeline learning, he, he learns, like, the era that Barry's from, and then he finally learns his name, uh, so he goes back in time to kill him immediately, because that's Thawne, that's just how he rolls. So, in that scene, we have our first two Barrys. We have Barry from the future, the one who became the Flash in 2020, and then, of course, we have little kid Barry. As the show goes on, we know that season one ends with this new Barry, to little kid Barry all grown up with a dead mother, Um, he goes to try to change that event, and when he gets there, we see another version of Barry, who kind of, like, does the, uh, Kevin Costner, Pa Kent gets eaten by the tornado, he puts his hand out and just says no. The implication there is this is a older version of Barry, the one we're following now, the, the Grant Gustin Barry, who has experienced some event, which we now know was season three, uh, basically it's, it's Flashpoint, and he's saying, no, don't do this. Um, you know, the implication is it's not worth it, but we know it's because it'll fuck up the timeline horribly. So, this is important because only that, that Barry, the, the Grant Gustin, little kid Barry without a mother, would be in that position. The original Barry would not, there's no way the original Barry, the 2020 Barry, would have known anything about a Flashpoint, This is a Barry who grew up with both of his parents. His father was never in jail. His mother didn't die. And we know this because when Barry takes his daughter, Nora, all the way back to the season one Wells, which again is the Wells who knew the original Barry, he says, oh, you brought me your daughter. Dawn is it, which is, of course, a reference to in the comics. Barry and Iris have uh, children named Dawn and Don, and they're the Tornado Twins. But 
in this timeline, there's no reason he would have named his daughter Nora because his mother is probably still alive at that point. Um, she also would have been, you know, a completely different person, completely different age, and uh, would have had a completely different life. So we now have at least three Barrys we know of. Okay, now we go to Flashpoint and changing the events of that. Uh, so Barry, let, let's say the CW season one Barry, when, I, when I'm talking about the, the first one who goes back in time repeatedly from our perspective. Um, so CW season one Barry down in season three says, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to change the timeline. And he goes back and he tackles Thawne. And in doing so, he erases the Barry that's saying, no, don't do it from existence, which again had to have been a cyclical future, future version of him, not the original Barry, which the finale is like, oh no, that was him. It, it absolutely was not, absolutely could not have been. Uh, so in doing that, the original Barry who didn't interfere from the end of season one, who just sat there and watched his mother die and held her hand, is also erased from existence because he doesn't exist anymore. Now, you could argue, oh, he went back, but no, we, we see them both kind of like fade out because the implication is Flashpoint completely changes the timeline and those people won't come back, those events won't be reset until he tries to undo the Flashpoint he created, which is why this version of Barry, the one doing the no thing, has to be a cyclical one. And that's why he gets erased from existence because you can only do that if you're a paradox that exists in a cycle. Uh, so then we go through the disappointing one-episode-long flashpoint. At the end, we see Thon, who had been erased from existence because Barry tackled him, didn't kill Nora. Um, but then Barry has to let Nora die so that we get a new Thon. Uh, so that's our two Thons, possibly three. But again, it doesn't matter. That's just Thon. Um, so now we have a Barry and a Thon, and we know that this is a new Thon because he's literally called a paradoxical time remnant and this is the one that ends up on season two of legends of tomorrow and there's a whole scene on that show where because marty stein is the only flash character uh who would have remembered season one he tells them all about how eddie killed himself it erased the original thon wells from existence uh and they said well you know when barry did flashpoint this guy kind of stuck around and he's you know, un unstuck from the timeline, he can do whatever the hell he wants, because that's just the reverse Flash. Um, and then that's the one who is killed by Black Flash slash Zoom at the end of Legends Season 2, and ends up guarding the fixed point in uh, Season 7. So now, we go back to that fateful night, um, where we have another Barry, because now, what the finale is telling us is that the Barry from the finale, so this is our CW season one Barry who's gone through all the events of the show to the final episode, goes back to that night. First, he like meets up with Thawne and, and tells him basically like his plan is going to work and there's nothing he can do and Thawne, he knows Thawne's going to kill him, but the fact that he exists, Thawne should realize that doesn't happen. Um, he also, I think, tells Thawne that he killed his mother instead of killing him. So that puts the thought in Thawne. Like, it was never Thawne's mission to kill Barry's mother. Now, in, in the comics, it absolutely was. Uh, again, in the comics, we had a Barry who grew up with both of his parents, all that. 
It wasn't until The Flash Rebirth, the miniseries in, I think, 2005, 2006, great book by Jeff Johns, um, Thawne just really goes out of his way to fuck with Barry. Uh, I will I will put the clip from the Flashpoint movie at the end of this because it's hilarious, but Thawne is so petty, he went back in time repeatedly to fuck with little kid Barry. He killed his dog, he erased his best friend from existence, uh, he would, he would literally just the pettiest shit. He would like have like old people like point and laugh at him. He threw him down the stairs and broke his leg. And then one day he gets bored and he's a sadistic fuck. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to kill his mom. That was deliberate. Like the thought in the comics is so much more over the top evil and ridiculous than the one on the show. And the one on the show is, is pretty close on the show. Uh, let's call him, you know, Wells never wanted to kill Barry's mom. He did it out of frustration. He went back in time to specifically kill Barry, to specifically erase Barry from the timeline so that he could be the best ever superior Flash when an older Barry obviously interfered and and got younger Barry out of there. Thawne just snapped and said, fuck it, and killed Nora. In the comics, the older Barry doesn't get little Barry out of there. Thawne throws him six counties away just to be a dick so that even little kid Barry couldn't possibly save his mother. That's comic Wells for you, or comic Thawne for you. Uh, so anyway, back to the finale. So we have our, our five Barrys because the finale Barry is now both the older version who goes back and, and fights Thawne in the first place and saves his little self and is the one that warns away the season one Barry. This is literally impossible. Now, the first thing, again, I explained the the paradox one who erases himself from existence and he has to be a cycle. Um, If he did that, he would cease to exist. And he also wouldn't be able to have progressed to this point in his life. It doesn't make sense. But the other one, like literally nothing we have seen on this show from the perspective of a Thawn who knew a different older Barry in a different timeline could ever have happened if this was the Barry who went back in time. So that means that either they completely dropped the ball and forgot all about that Barry and all about that motivation, or they erased him from existence, which would erase not only Thawne, not only Barry, but the entire show, the entire universe from existence. Uh, and I, I've heard people online try to say, oh, well, it's different because it's after crisis. No, it's not. Because as unlike in the comics, the crisis in this really didn't do anything. Uh, we thought it, it created one prime earth, but now we know that there is and always was another multiverse that Oliver deliberately created. Uh, but there are still points in the timeline that they go back to back and forwards because we see things like Barry's kids, the whole 2049 thing. Uh, there are mentions to other timelines that didn't happen and things that they experienced. So everybody has their memories. Everybody can go back to that point in time. You know, they time travel backwards and forwards to 2000, which is, you know, the, the night Nora died to before that, to season one, to shitty versions of 2049 where, Cecile is 75 and nobody looks a day older except for Iris to put on like, you know, a gray wig. Um, this was without a doubt next to Savitar, the worst of the worst of the writing when it came to time travel and the implications of this universe. So that's it. Ran over. 
I just, I had to get that out there because people had questions. People were like, oh, this is so cool. And it finally came full circle. No, it didn't. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And if you think it did, you are wrong. Making out with your first girlfriend. And you came right as she touched your leg. It was me, Perry. I jerked you off at super speed so it seemed like you nutted at just a woman's touch. 